welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We're very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the like button on this video as well as all our other videos. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Big Red Zone. And as always, tell a friend. This week is Super Bowl week. We'll break down the Super Bowl, an unbelievable game, kind of anticlimactic finish, but a great game. We'll break down everything from the actual game, commercials, halftime show, and more. This is the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. As always, I'm joined by Danny Football. I'm doing Big Red. Happy Super Bowl Monday. Happy Super Bowl Monday. I was saying the best part about Super Bowl Monday is it's the first day of uh, the offseason for Dynasty football. Ready so to run it back. We can, we can get this, uh, get it going. Um, how are you feeling on this Super Bowl Monday? Feeling good. Uh, it's always good to have a non-stressed uh, Super Bowl. You know, get to sit back, relax, watch the game. Don't have any skin in, skin in it. We're good. Stress-free Super Bowl. Got to hope the Pats are back at some point, but I'll never complain about just being able to sit back and just watch football and enjoy enjoy the process. Yeah. Um, it was almost a completely stressed Super Bowl for me. I, I I had no squares bought up until an hour before the Super Bowl. Wow. And then I got that text that said, hey, do you want to buy any squares? And uh, I couldn't help myself. So I, I said, how many do you have left? And she said, six. So I said, all right, take put me down for six. Jesus. And uh, they were cheap, but uh, oh. didn't hit on one. Didn't hit on one. So that wasn't That's how it works. Terrible, terrible numbers. I got, I got hustled. Tell you right now, I got hustled. I thought I had a chance. If, if the final, if the final, um, looking at it, I think I had, uh, what was it? I think I had Chiefs five, Eagles four, as my numbers. So if it was going into the third quarter and it was. You know, any other time, I think the Eagles would have went for one and kicked a field goal. I would have been good, but since it was the end of the game, I totally understand them trying to win a Super Bowl. So I guess that you got to go for two there. But uh, I can sp- speak for all the gambling people out there that would that one killed. So uh, not uh, not not my not my happiest moment. But you know what? I like you said, it was a stress free Super Bowl, but not nothing to sneeze at. You know, because uh, for all intents and purposes, it was a great game. Uh, any, did you do anything fun for the Super Bowl? Any? Uh... No, just just wa- hung around, watched it. Nothing, uh, nothing crazy. Again, it's kind of hard to uh, kind of hard to to inspire the crowd when it's not the Patriots. But you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, we uh, we hung out at Mrs. Big Red's house. Uh, it was her mother's birthday, so happy birthday okay. to All right, there we Mama go. Mrs. Big Red. And. Uh, we hung out with uh, her new niece, so a niece kind of wow. got to watch a little Super Bowl action, which was nice. And um, there we go. The, it was a it was a good time. Pizza can't go I wrong. Said, I said, Mr. Big Red, listen. I said it just like this. I said, Mr. Big Red, Super Bowl Sunday. When is the pizza coming? This is like, <laughs> it's Super Bowl Sunday. There has to be some pizza involved. So um, we got we got some pizza, mozzarella sticks. It was a good time. It was a good there time. We go. Uh, but let's let's also let's get right into this. Um, it's going to be our last NFL version of this. It's the last NFL weekend recap. It's the weekend recap. 
So weekend recap this week, we're going to break down the Super Bowl. Eagles versus the Chiefs. Obviously, the Eagles, uh, I mean, the Chiefs take this one, 38-35. Unbelievable game. For all, like, I knew from the first two drives of the game, like, first, like, each team got offensive after the two first drives of the games where they came down and got a touchdown. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, Not too much defense to be played. Uh, It was just basically, I think Danny Football said on this podcast, which team would blink first? Yeah, and a couple key turnovers from the Eagles, and that that was that was the game, or one key. It was almost two, but uh, key turnover, and that was the difference in the game. I mean, you give up a fumble touchdown. That's that's your seven points. That's your lead. Yep. So it was what def- what team was going to make uh, make a mistake. It's unfortunate because of how well he played, but it was Jalen Hurts who made that one mistake with the fumble. By no means am I going to put this game on Jalen Hurts, but it's just unfortunate to see him lose one this one because uh, he played so well. Yeah, you mentioned it. Um, going into this, uh, going into the game last week, I I thought it was going to come down to whoever made the first mistake. Uh, and you know, I picked the Eagles. I picked Jalen Hurts. He's my guy. And as soon as it happened, I, I was worried. I'm like, man, that, that could be the turning point of the game right there. Cause that's, that's the first turnover. You, you spot a Kansas city team, seven points that at that point were struggling for points. And in the end, it, it came back to cost you. Cause you, you lose this game by three. Um, so it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, like you mentioned, Jalen Hurts played a hell of a game, four touchdowns, threw for over 300 yards, uh, gave his team every chance to win that ball game, and it just came down to one one bad play where he puts it on the ground, and the Chiefs were able to turn that around into a touchdown. So um, as you mentioned, I'm not going to put that on Jalen Hurts, but it, it it is unfortunate that it just took one mistake. It took one, one turnover, one uh, – one uh, fumble return touchdown, and you know that makes the difference. And that's kind of how I saw the game going: is whoever makes that big mistake is going to end up losing. So, whether it was an interception or a turnover on downs, or in this case a fumble recovery, it, it ended up, you know, shooting a uh, shooting the Eagles in the foot. The unfortunate thing would have been like instead of going to the halftime up twenty four seven, you go into halftime twenty four fourteen. It's a ten right. point game. Like right. that's you got some life in in real time. I was like, man, you just spotted them seven points that they didn't even have to work for. Like, you, right. Matt, Pat Mahomes didn't have to throw, run, do anything to get that seven points. You just handed it to him. So, in addition to you know which team will make the first mistake, I mean, you you give Pat Mahomes seven free points. That's a that's a dangerous game in and of itself. Right, and the other thing is, like you said, for all intents and purposes, minus the first drive of the game. That first half, the Eagles' defense had their way. The Chiefs right. couldn't get anything going. Yeah, and um, very, uh, it was very similar to the 49ers' uh, Super Bowl, where the Chiefs just look absolutely terrible in the first half, and then come out a completely different team in the second. And that's why that's what I come down to. Um, why I partially why I picked the Chiefs. I'm glad we did this podcast before I realized this, because I'll tell you what I, I realized, because there was a curse involved. I, I would have oh. been very superstitious, so. I'm glad I didn't remember this before we recorded, but the reason I picked the Chiefs was because of that experience edge. And I just feel like they, like you said, in the 49ers game, this game, the coaching halftime adjustments were huge for the for the Chiefs in both Super Bowls and the reasons they won both of them. And 
I mean, they came out and looked like a totally different team. They score, they scored 24 points of their own in the second half. And, you know, that really, even though they scored 14 in the first half, really they went from seven points to 24 points as an offensive unit. So I just, I feel like the, those adjustments made by the coaching staff were just, I mean, as much as I love what Nick Seriani's done this year, he hasn't been in those big moments. He hasn't been like the like with all the pressure on to make a call and he's handled it pretty well and I thought he did a very good job yesterday. I'm not saying he did it, but I think that just goes to show the experience of Andy Reid and Eric Behenemy in calling that offense and being like, This isn't working. Let's try this. And I, I, I give that's why I gave them the edge is that experience. And I agree. I think there's something to be said. You know, Andy Reid, this was his fourth Super Bowl, right? Yeah, his fourth Super Bowl. I think Bowl. he had one with the Eagles, too, right? Did yeah, so fourth Super Eagles? Bowl. Um, fourth Super Bowl, and, I mean, he's second all-time in playoff wins, so that tells you how many right. playoffs he's, he's been in, how many high-pressure situations he's been in. Um, so, yeah, that, that goes to show that experience matters. You know, we this is this, this is the second time he's gone into a – Third time, because the Bucks Super Bowl, he didn't really, he wasn't able to turn it around. But this is the third time he's gone into a halftime saying, "Hey guys, you know we're getting our asses kicked. We got to make something happen here." Um, and this is the second out of the three times they were able to turn it around. So, again, you 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 mentioned the Eagles, and you know not to say that they shrunk, but again, yeah, that delay a game that pushes you back to about a third and fourteen, the fumble, the offense kind of stifled themselves in the third quarter, gave kind of opened the door to Pat Mahomes. I think they had two straight three and outs at one point. Um, and then the defense in the second half, man, they couldn't get a, they couldn't get a stop. They couldn't get to Pat Mahomes, zero sacks on the day. Uh, and shocking. That was shocking. That it was a, it was a complete, um, it was a complete uh, 360. Three, it was a complete 180. From again, I'll mention the Bucks Super Bowl where the Bucks plastered Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl. Man, Patrick Mahomes couldn't do anything in that Super Bowl because they got constant pressure on him, and that's how you mm-hmm. beat Pat Mahomes. You got to, you know, not flush him out of the pocket because he can move, do stuff with his legs, but you got to get to him. You got to put pressure on him, hit him, you know, put him on the ground. And the Eagles weren't even close to that last night. So again, it kind of comes back to Andy Reid just knowing the adjustments he had to make. He came out of halftime, made the adjustments, and his team won. Yeah, it was impressive coaching play, and also, the other reason why I'm surprised he didn't get any sacks was, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, especially through the second half where they did better, was playing on one ankle. I mean, the end of that first half, I, I felt like it was over for the Chiefs. They really didn't do anything on offense. It was only a 10-point game, so I thought they, you know, they're still kind of in it. But the end of that half, Patrick Mahomes goes down, and you could obviously see he can't really move that well with that ankle, uh, the high ankle sprain that was hurt like two weeks ago. Um, and it looked like he seriously re-injured it. It was like, you know, he's if, basically – it was obviously had, a lot of pain. If that had happened at any other point in the game, I probably would have been with you. But because it happened literally right before halftime, I wasn't worried because I figured they were going to do whatever it took to get that ankle good to go, whether it was like – a super cortisone shot or whatever they had. To oh, they definitely with. pumped him through some, with they, some pu- stuff. No, I knew they were going to pump him up. So as, as soon as I like, he came up hurt and I'm like, Oh man, that doesn't look good. But there was like a minute and change left. I'm like, all right, he's going to head into the locker room. They're, 
there's no chance he's missing a snap. So no, I knew he wasn't going to miss a snap. But my my whole point was in that comment was how do you not get a sack on a one legged Patrick Mahomes? It's like right, right. And he's ripping off twenty six yard rushes. He uh, what did he finish? He finished with um forty four yards on the day, including that twenty six yard um rush to end, at the set up the game winning field goal. It's like how do you not contain him? when he has a bad, uh, bad ankle, like I, like that, you should have been all, if I was the Eagles, I would have been blitzing all day long after that. ankle. I mean, just period, but especially after he had that bad ankle, I would be hitting him on every play because he got to get pressure on the yeah. uh, pressure on the quarterback. I think that's just a testament to the, uh, to the chiefs, uh, offensive lineman, you know, Joe yep. Tooney, former, former Patriot Joe Tooney. Um, they completely rebuilt that offensive line, knowing they needed to keep Pat Mahomes on his uh on his on his feet. So there yeah. you go, it worked. Yeah, uh, there was it was very good. Um, the other thing I would like to point out there, I don't know if you noticed it. They kept mentioning it on the broadcast, so I'm sure you noticed. How bad was that field surface? Evidently, pretty bad. I uh I saw the I saw the few slips, and then you know commentary is mentioning it. They're th- showing um new the plates. Replays. But I I had saw that you know the NFL had prepared this had been preparing this grass for two years you know um, Arizona has their technology where they can actually move the turf the turf they can move the field itself outside so that the grass can get sun and then it comes back in but I don't know if it was the paint I don't know if it was the you know the surface itself but that field looked pretty bad I'm not gonna lie I mean wasn't it like Six weeks ago, uh, um, Kyler just tore his ACL on that field. That's and, a good point. That's a good uh, point. We had a Dallas Goddard like tore up his knee week one on that field. It's like that that grass. I don't know if it was like you said the paint or whatever, but it was people were sliding. I mean, the one with um, Sky Moore, the one that his feet just slid right out from underneath yeah. him was just like terrible. They showed. Uh, Jalen Hurts switched his cleats at one point because he was just he went to metal spikes because it was like his it was he wasn't he was just kept sliding out or he switched his cleats to different spikes so they it would stick better and it worked out for him because everyone was sliding all over the field it was just uh, I thought it was terrible playing conditions for the guys which is kind of unfortunate because some of those big plays that you know there was a lot of big plays but some there was I think a couple missed big plays just because guy slid on the uh paint or on the turf which is unfortunate it was a disadvantage for both teams i'm not saying one team had an advantage or not over the other but it was a kind of disappointing to see the terrain play the factor in a super bowl which is the whole yeah. point of keeping it in a dome or a nice yeah climate. it was unfortunate that the uh playing surface came and played a factor in how the game was played um i did see at one point they showed the pile the pile of cleats that the eagles yeah. were going through um I know they mentioned at one point that the Chiefs, no one of the Chiefs had changed their cleats. I don't know if that's actually true. If maybe the uh, Chiefs just came out with the appropriate length of spikes and that and they didn't have to change. I know. Yeah. I know Hertz had to go from shorter spikes to longer spikes, but again, that's not something they should have to worry about. If the whole idea of the Super Bowl is this is supposed to be the most neutral site possible, given you know fans, location. I know they like to try to do it in a dome. Usually it's a dome. Yeah. There's no there's no reason the grass shouldn't be up to the same par. So 
Mm-hmm. And I know we get on turf. I know we get on turf fields all the time. You know, is it safe? Is it safe? That that field last night didn't seem too safe. I I I know they mentioned they showed that uh, replay and the kicker nearly broke his goddamn ankle. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 So that's that's just not safe. I'm glad no one got t- like seriously hurt on that uh, right. on the crash. Like no ACLs were torn in the making of that Super Bowl because that yeah. was uh, that would have been terrible. Uh, the other thing that's like a big talk about today, and it was definitely like frustrating watching it last night. Um, I was disappointed that you had. I I think this was one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in a long time. It was back and forth. It was you know, Eagles would get a couple scores up, then the Chiefs would come back, and then the Chiefs would take the lead, and then the Eagles would tie it up. They got the two-point conversion to tie it up. You know, Chiefs are driving. You get this long third down call with a minute and a half left, and then you call a holding call that, all right, people are arguing. Even the kid who held, got caught, made the call. He said, yeah, I held him. Sure, he might have had a hold. I would have rather seen that play out kick the field goal and see what happens down to the other minute and a half because I hate seeing a Super Bowl decided on a I say seeing any game decided, but I hate seeing a Super Bowl decided on a penalty. And that's what it was. It was decided on a penalty. They get the first down. You know, the Eagles have two timeouts. That was where it came into play. They instead of taking the other delay of game, it's on the Eagles, instead of taking the other delay of game, they Call the timeouts. They're down to two. Down to two timeouts. I mean, the game's over. You're you're inside the ten at that point. It's just it was very disappointing to see that be the determining factor. And um, I wish they. I mean, the ref had had the flag in his pocket the entire game. It, it's a terrible time to decide to pull it out with a minute and a half left of the game. Yeah, you and I have been mentioning this before we uh, before we started recording that. For the most part, it was a pretty quiet game, you know, outside of that delay game. Um, couple offsides, a couple but... offsides, and but not, again, nothing egregious. There was no right, you know, there were no PIs, there was no personal fouls, there was no, you know, roughing the passer, defenseless right. receiver. So it was all like bang or, bang plays, right? Ball so for start, the, all that stuff. For so for the mo- most part, the refs had kept the uh, kept the flags in their pockets, kept the whistles in their pockets, but. Um, much like last year, it comes down to that last drive, and for whatever reason, they decide, you know, here's here's our chance to kind of put our stamp on the game, which is unfortunate. I mean, I, I I understand you need to call when you think you need to make a call, but in that position, I just don't see it. I I know the player himself, I I his name escapes me right now, said it was a hold. I grabbed him. I just hope I was just hoping they would let it slide. Um. And I saw a really good take on it. I can't remember who tweeted it, but there was a really good take where um, I, I'm pretty sure it was a former player. They said, uh, you know, guys play how they feel the game is being called. Like if they think, you know, all right, the refs are kind of letting us play here. You know, I'm going to grab, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that because, you know, that's just kind of how the flow of the game is going. Um, so like we mentioned, they had kept the flags in their pockets. They weren't calling much. So I couldn't see how a corner or a safety could say, all right, they're not calling anything, not that they're not calling anything today, but they're, you know, they're letting us go out here. You know, let me do a quick grab here. Or maybe he had been grabbing for up until that point and it wasn't getting called. So he's like, all right, they're not going to call it now. Um, and 
I think that's a great point. You know, the guys are out there playing how they think their game is going to be called. And in that instance, you kind of change how the game's been called. Had they been calling that all day long, then sure. But what was it? Was it third and goal? No, third and like 15. Third. All right. So there you go. Third and 15. So you change the entire complexity of that game. Like it goes from the Chiefs kicking a field goal to take a three point lead. Uh, yeah, to take a three point lead and giving the Eagles, you know, maybe a minute and change left. Minute and a half. Minute and a half half to score. To drive the field. So up until that flag, I thought, you know, all right, Chiefs will kick something here. Uh, Eagles probably have enough time to go back, go down and kick one themselves, and we're going to overtime. So again, like last year, you know, Rams came down the field. I, I just, I actually just watched the video. It was, uh, it was third and goal inside of the twenty, I think, and they called that kind of questionable pi on um, Cooper Cup, and you know, you hand the Rams a new set of downs, and they win the game. So. I'm not going to go as far to say it was an egregious call. I'm not going to, you know, be one of those, you know, NFL NFL is rigged. But in a sense, you kind of handed this to the Chiefs. You 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 made a questionable call at best. You made a call that didn't have to be called and you took the game right out of the the Eagles' hands. And I that doesn't sit well with me, man. I don't know if 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 it had been a highly penalized and highly you know, refs have really been cracking down game. I would have gotten it, but it was such a loose and open game that I don't understand a flag in that position. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I like what you said. I, 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 cause that makes me think of how I like in coaching when I coach basketball, cause it's the same thing. You got to read the refs. Like if the refs are calling every foul, you got to change the way you're playing. You gotta, you gotta make an adjustment. Like in basketball, if we're, they're calling every little foul. I tell my guys, they're calling everything. You gotta play clean, and use that to your advantage. Drive to the hoop and get fouled. They're calling everything on both sides. Use it. Go to the hoop, get fouled. You're, you're getting on the other end. Vice versa. If they're not calling anything, all right, they're not calling anything on us. They're giving you fouls too. Play a little more physical. It's like, for the most part. The refing crew did a good job yesterday calling a very good game. And they let them play. It was a big stage of the game, biggest stage of the season. Let the boys play, see what happens. And, you know, we'll live with it if it's a little extra hold. I like that. To change that with a minute and a half left of the game is just ridiculous. It's it Was it a hold? I'm not really going to say yes or no. I, I think he did hold them a little bit, but in that stage. I think at that point, unless, game, he's, I let it unless he is just straight up dragging him to the ground, or you can clearly see like the full on pull of the Jersey. And there's, right. there's just like three feet of fabric um, or it hinders his progression. Then call it. But then you could even argue on the other end, it wasn't even a catchable ball. So right, I was just gonna say that it was an. Un- I don't think he had a chance to catch it if it didn't hold. In, so it's like so even. I mean, in real time, I didn't see it, and then even in the replay, it didn't even look like it hindered Juju. No, that much, if at all. So again, just a super tight call, and that's and that's not really lo- what you're looking for in that kind of position because I'm not saying you know. I'm not saying that the Chiefs could have just as easily won that game. Maybe they got to stop on defense. Um, 
But then again, they have the entire overtime to win that game as well. So it's not like you completely screw the Chiefs if you don't make that call, but you do completely screw the Eagles by making that call. You essentially ice the game right there. He iced the game. That was it. It was over. Because then all you got to – I would say with uh, someone today, if um, if I was the Eagles in that last play when Patrick Mahomes – I think it was Patrick Mahomes like ran down the field or was someone else maybe caught – maybe Pacheco uh, came down the field um, and they got it to like the five and before going down. It was almost in the end zone. If I'm the Eagles defense, I drag them into the end zone to get the touchdown because that was a mistake by them. Like, let them score the touchdown. I'd rather go try to score a touchdown with a minute 15 left than try to get a touchdown with, you know, try to you have to t- score a touchdown with eight seconds left. That's that's kind of a big brain move. I wonder if uh, I wonder if a DC has ever thought to maybe like line up a um, line up a corner like on the on the line, maybe if even if no one's there, line up on the line and just be right. Hey, you know, if the guy cuts your way, be ready to just come the other way and push him in. Um, yeah, because but... the Patriots did that in that giant Super Bowl. They they let him score a touchdown at the end, and the guy tried to hold off, and they kind of gave him a push into the right. end zone. Right. It's like I would have just dragged him into the end zone, and yeah, then let's play in, for him in real time. I thought. He was just gonna run it straight in, and then even his slide, man. I thought he he kind of he waited till the last possible second for that slide because, um, was it Mahomes? No, it was uh, Panchenko. Um, because where what's the slide rule? Is it where you're where you I think start it's where the you slide? T- I thought it's where you. I think it's where you start, or when your knee goes down and you start the slide. Okay, but also like because he started his slide and his feet like scraped the edge of the end zone. I'm like, damn, dude, you cut that as close as you possibly could have. I think it's but where like the you ball said, is. Where if you... they had, if for whatever, if the Eagles had maybe the wherewithal, they could have just as easily just gave him that push. Him in. He's in, yeah. Um, but nevertheless, I don't think it should have got to that point. Definitely would have mm-hmm. made that call. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And like I said, my I guess my main takeaways from this game, it was a very good game. Unfortunate that it was decided on a penalty, um, but very good game. Jalen Hurts, you know, you said it. It reminds me of the Tom Brady Super Bowl a couple of years ago when we lost the Eagles. Did everything he could for his team. 304 yards, a touchdown, three touchdowns through the uh, on the ground with 70 yards. Tied a record for most touchdowns rushed in a single game. Um, just a great game all around offensively. It was a great game and uh, nothing to hang your heads at. I think they're going to be another team that's going to be there for years to come. And I got to tell you, as much as I don't, I'm not a big Chiefs fan. Um, I thought it was a pretty gutsy performance from Patrick Mahomes as much as, you know, we don't like to give him too much credit. Three touchdowns, 182 yards. And then obviously the 44 yards rushing with that 26 yard run to set him up for the field goal. Uh, yeah, man, just a just an unbelievable performance for him playing on that one leg. And um, I, I just it was a great game overall. Yeah, I thought it was a good Super Bowl. Um, considering that you know you kind of got the quote-unquote, underdog takes the early lead, and then the favorite kind of storms back. Um, again, it's unfortunate that the ref had to 
kind of decide it. But again, that's not going to take away from the entire game. Um, I see a lot of people saying it was the best Super Bowl of all time or like top three. I don't know if I agree with that. I think there's been plenty no. of other good Super, better Super Bowls. No, I, I wouldn't say that. I don't know. I it, again, it was a good game. I just, I, I, va- I vaguely remember seeing like that was the best Super Bowl ever. I'm like, buddy, have you been watching? Like, how many? <laughs> is this your first one? That's that's um, recency bias. That's all. Exactly. Recency, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it was good. Um, I don't even know if I'd say it was better than the. I felt like last year's was pretty good. I don't know if I'd say it was better than last year's. Yeah, I think um, it was right on par with last. I thought the last two years have been good games. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I mean, even uh, say last year was the best Super Bowl of all time either. I just thought it no, was a good no, game. no, no. I, if you're asking me, best Super Bowl of all time is twenty eight three. It has to be that one because that's yeah, that was absolutely the Super Bowl of all time. Um, that or if I'm not going re- if I'm not going Patriots bias, it's uh, it's uh, oof, Titans. Titans Rams, I think it was Titans Rams when uh yeah when the Titan I can't remember I couldn't tell you who the Titans wideout was but McNair hit someone for a for a last second catch and they got tackled literally by their shoelaces at the one yard line as time expired that I'll yeah. go with that one so yeah in terms of just all time Super Bowls not even close but it was a good one it was a good one nonetheless yeah I agree um. I think you. I think you're not too far off. I, I. I think it's on par with last year. I think it's the same thing. I think it's a really good game. But as far as like greatest Super Bowl of all time, I, I don't think it. I don't think it comes. Close. I think maybe had the defenses shown up a little bit, I'd agree with that. But the fact that yeah. it was just, I mean, no sacks from one team is crazy. Um, How what, can you say twenty-eight to three is not the greatest Super Bowl of all right, time? That's can. like uh, even the Seahawks one. Like the Seahawks Super Bowl was one of the best I've ever that seen. That was a good back and forth. You had the you had the curse catch that is forgotten now, but you had the insane curse catch, and then you have the interception at the goal line. So that's another crazy one. And then you go back all you even go back to the O one Super Bowl against you know Pat's Rams, and you have Adam Vinatieri kicking uh, game expiring field goal to get the Pat Pats their first uh, championship against the greatest show on turf. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'd argue yeah. – sorry, I, I no, was going to say ahead. I'd argue the Chiefs-49ers one was just as good, if not better. I mean, right. Chiefs are down 10 with, like, eight to go in the game in the fourth right. quarter, right. and Jimmy they come Garoppolo, back to win. Mi- Jimmy Garoppolo sails Emmanuel Sanders just barely in games over right there. So, again, it's hard to – it's – I understand, oh, that was the greatest Super Bowl of all time. It happens a lot with the halftime show, too. That was the greatest halftime show of all time. Uh, but just to put that into perspective, perspective a good game but not the greatest of all time now yeah i'd say great game great game. good great game good great for game. you i would That's take a... that i would take that over a seahawks Broncos super bowl every day of the week oh 100 percent. that had to be one of the worst super bowls of my lifetime i think that was the worst super bowl of my lifetime 100%. it was just just a boring game the steelers super bowl against the cardinals i think was better I mean, too you had the 90 you had the 99 yard uh interception return from uh right. james harrison but how could you – I mean, I, I could think of a bunch of different Super Bowls that were more – just as, if not more enjoyable than this than this one. But right. not taking anything away. Great no, Super Bowl. No. Great Super Bowl. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Um, you know, you finally won two. Two in four years. We've done it a couple times, so don't get too ahead of yourselves here. We've won three in four years. Let's, let's, let's put that into perspective. 
I love the other question. Is this a dynasty? I think you need – Pat Mahomes even said it. I think we need to win a little, couple more before we call yeah, ourselves no, a dynasty. I wouldn't call it a dynasty yet. Not yet. Not yet. Good this team. Is only, this is only their third appearance too. So, yeah, we got to – we got to – we got to – it needs to be consistent trips, consistent championships if we want a dynasty. Hold on. Hold on there. Hold on. To, and I'm not saying that it – They have every won't... opportunity to do it. They have every right. opportunity to do it. But, again, we got to see it. Let's hold on to our seats here, fellas. Yeah. Um, before we move on from the Super Bowl, uh, we got some things that you know beside the game that we got to get into. When we think of Super Bowl, one of the things we think of the most is commercials. Danny Football, any favorite commercials from this uh, Super Bowl? There was a bunch uh, of good ones, I thought. There were some good ones. Um, I think the one that got me the most. I know a lot of people were tr- were freaking out over that Tubi one where that it looked like the com- the channel changed. Yeah, I don't know if it's because I was intently paying attention during that time for whatever reason, but I knew it was a commercial. But yeah. I could see if you like didn't pay attention to the screen for like half of a second, you probably thought it was happening in real time. Um, so obviously that one got a lot of people. Uh, my favorite. Just off the top of my head was the Blue Moon one, where for whatever reason, it was like this is a bush. This is a oh man, now I can't remember what the beers were. It wasn't Bush Light because Bush Light had their own thing going on. I think it was Coors Light. It was Coors Light and um Miller Light and Miller Light, and the two guys were just like going back and forth, like obviously doing like the cheesy like fight scene stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's a Miller Lite commercial. It's a Coors Light commercial. And then th- at the very end, it's like, it's a Blue Moon commercial. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so I got a good kick out of that one. Um, I'm a big Jack Harlow guy, so I did like the Doritos one. But I did, I saw that one coming because I they released that one early. But uh, again, I thought it was a good one. And then, uh, you know, special shout out. Got to give Ben Affleck and the Duncan commercial uh, a good uh, top three. The Duncan one was a good one. That was like, and it was like, I was like, all right, Ben Affleck's doing this. This is like a good one. And then when they brought uh, Lope, Jennifer Lope, J-Lo out that at the funny. end, I was like, that was a funny twist at the end. Um, I don't care how many they do and how long they do this type of commercial. The baby, the baby one talking. The babies are all time. I love, I, was it two years ago when they brought him back and they did the whole, like, I, I do like the baby commercials. I do. Um, Thought it was hilarious them them going back. Yeah. Uh, oh man, now I can't remember what it was. I just the Breaking had... Bad, just nostalgia. The Breaking Bad one was good. The Breaking yeah. Bad one was good. Just nostalgia wise, like seeing them back, it was uh yeah. was good. They did, and they tried their best to recreate the uh that scene. Um, yeah. Oh um, man, I just had one on the tip of my tongue that I was going to talk about. Oh, no, I can't remember what it was. Like, um, oh, the M and M's, the M and M's, the M and M's got me. I, I, I bought in. I thought the M and M's had actually gotten rid of the M M&M and M mascots, and then the commercial, <laughs> and the commercial comes out, and they're like, "Just kidding, they're back." And I'm like, "They had my ass." I mean, I, I literally thought, <laughs> I literally thought the M and M's had gotten canceled. So I, I took that one hook, hook line, and sinker. Um, uh, that was a good one. I like the M and M one. Um. I also like the uh, the Bud Light commercial with uh, what's his name dancing in the background. I do remember the Bud Light commercial. I, it, they were, I forget his name. Uh, he was in uh, he was in War Dogs. He was in Top the New Top. Oh, Miles Teller. Miles, Miles Teller. Teller. Miles yeah. Teller. 
That was him funny, doing yeah. like dancing uh, to the on, um, on hold, yeah, on hold music. That yeah. I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was. Good. I just like Miles Teller, so I... the Bush Bushlight had a good one. I can't remember exactly what the premise of it of it was, but uh, I I, th- I remember Bushlight had a good one. Um, and I mean, obviously, seeing Michael Keaton come back as Batman, that's a that that yeah, kind of fired me yeah, up in the new yeah. Flash movie. Uh, I saw on IMBD too because I had to look at that. Um, Ben Affleck's in that movie too as Batman, so I don't know how they are gonna do that one, but I'm I'm fired up. Michael Keaton's back. He's one of my. He's an underrated Batman in my eyes. Uh, I, underrated Batman. People, All right. A lot of people like you know they go with Christian Bale, which I think is the best Batman, or they wanna, you know, they wanna argue with Robert Pattinson or you know some of these guys. But I'll tell you, Ben Aff. I mean, um, Michael Keaton. He is an underrated. I thought he was All hilarious. Right. I thought he's okay. a great Batman. Check him out. Check him out. A little darker of movies, but those movies were great. Uh, but great commercials as always. Some stinkers in there, but great commercials as always. I think we also got to talk about when you're talking Super Bowl. You got to talk about the halftime show. Um, very hot button topic uh, today on uh, some uh, water cooler talk with. Uh, <laughs> talking about uh the halftime show and actually last night it was very like cut and dry like there was people that hated the rihanna show and uh i quite frankly i thought it was okay i i i enjoyed it it wasn't the best one i've ever seen but i didn't think it deserved the hate of god i don't know about i don't know about you yeah you and me kind of got into this a little bit before we started but um for me, I'd rather halftime show be that than too much. Like, I feel like there have been some the past couple of years that have just gone way off the rails. My exhibit A is Maroon 5. I don't know what the hell was going on at that <laughs> halftime show. They're, like, that was the most hodgepodge, thrown together halftime show I've ever ever seen. It You had Maroon 5, and then, it, you know, um, Travis Scott is there. And. <laughs> I, I wasn't a fan of that halftime show. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Justin Timberlake when he did it a couple years ago. But again, he, I felt like his was kind of in the same vein where, you know, come out, play your hits, get off the stage, nothing crazy. Again, maybe it's just like, not because I'm a huge, a huge Justin Timberlake guy, but I do like Rihanna. I like her song. She has a very good catalog of songs. I think. I'd kind of comp this one to the Lady Gaga one again, the twenty-eight to three. Oh Super no, Bowl. I don't know if I'd say Taylor no, Swift. So, so I'm saying this in a sense of where it's an artist who has a deep catalog of songs. You know okay. her songs. You, you know she's playing the hits. She's not you know doing anything crazy. The difference being, Lady Gaga brought that shit where she's yeah. Off, I'm gonna tell she's you, she's coming off the roof. She's catching the football at the end, where she had the like the a good amount of flair to it. I liked that. Um, I'm sure Rihanna being pregnant had something to do with the yeah, lack of that showmanship was, that last was night. Wild too. Um, but again, I she came out, she played her songs. Again, she has a great catalog of songs. She has good songs. I enjoy her her music. Um, so I was a fan. I'm not going to say it was a great, uh, the greatest halftime show of all time, but I'm not going to say it's the worst. Maroon Five for me is the worst Super Bowl halftime show of all time. Um, so. Rihanna, I feel like she's in a good spot. Not bad, but not again, not the greatest. Um, I felt like there were 
the hate was just completely unwarranted. There were a lot of people coming forward. I'm like, guys, it, like, what else did you want her to do? Yeah. She sang her I, songs. It's not like she came out there and sang completely outlandish, like, no one knows these songs songs. Yeah. I'm sure being pregnant limited her in what she could do, you know, whether it was, you know, moving around or the stage or whatever her theatrics could have been. So I feel like given the circumstances, it was a good halftime show. I do think what what maybe goes works against her is that last year they completely rolled out an all-star lineup of artists, and it's, yeah. hard, to, it's hard to come back after that. Did it football. I'm going to tell you right now. I, when you when you started off comparing this one to Lady Gaga, I almost I almost lost because I Lady Gaga was one of the I was best. A huge fan, huge fan of that one Lady of the, Gaga one. One of the best I was hyped, shows of my lifetime. I was hyped going into it, and I was thoroughly impressed going out of it. I I was ready to like run through a wall after the Lady Gaga <laughs> concert, uh, the Lady Gaga halftime show. What what Super Bowl was that? Was that the Falcons? That was, that was the Falcons Super Bowl. Yeah, literally. Couldn't have been more on par for that game. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, I think it was a very, I think it was a good Super Bowl halftime show. It, this one reminded me a lot of the weekend. Like, the weekend okay. one was like okay. just him. He just wanted to do it. Yeah. There was no one else. And I think that's where he got a lot of flack for it because it was just him. That's, and, a, good, that's a good comp. That's probably a, a better comp. That's a better comp. Like, um, I, I, and I enjoyed that one too. I thought it was all right, but people hated that one for some reason. So a lot of people hated that one. I thought it was. I think it, people got spoiled. I can't remember. I couldn't tell. You. I, we we did this, I think, two years ago when producer John was still on. We literally went through. A, we did a whole draft on the halftime show. Um, yeah. I think it was. I think it was I last. Two years ago, I think. Yeah, we did I couldn't. It. I couldn't tell. I can't remember exactly who the headliner was, but I remember there was a certain point where, like, they had the headliner, but there were they would have, like, five other artists get in there. So I think people got spoiled with the whole, oh, who else is going to show up? Who else is going to be involved? Right. And I feel like now the trend outside of last year, obviously, where they, they announced it with, hey, here's the five people it's going to be. I feel like people are still spoiled. Like, oh, is Jay-Z going to come out? Is, you know, Drake is, is Drake going to be there? Is, you know, so-and-so going to come out? Is so-and-so going to come out? So I feel like when people get those expectations and the artists themselves are like, no, it's just going to be me. I feel like people are like, well, I don't like this, or yeah. this is boring. So, which is not fair. Um, yeah, it would have so, been cool. Jay Z came out though. It would have been, been. It would have been. So yeah. But I mean, if did he come out for Beyonce's? I don't even remember. He didn't. So yeah, he if he's not coming out for his own wife's <laughs> show, who else is he coming out for? So, I, I, I will, I won't lie. When she's when Rihanna started flat, uh, all of the lights. I was like, there's. There's no way Kanye West is about to come out here, is he? Yeah. Um, but again, it was a good good halftime show. I think people need to kind of calm down with the whole, you know, expecting, you know, Prince to be come back reanimated and jump up on the stage. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And, I mean, we talked about it, like, when we started going, because we guessed on if Rihanna would bring out a guest, if who would it be. And, you know, we went through it. It was like Eminem was last year, so we can't do it. Kendrick right. Lamar was there last year. Can't what probably isn't going to do it. No way Kanye West comes on the stage. <laughs> no. Uh, odds are Paul McCartney's going to not going to jump up. He was there. He was at the Super Bowl. He was. But odds are he wasn't going to jump up there and start playing his little left-handed bass and start start playing right, with Rihanna. Right. Um, the only one I thought there was a strong chance going into at during the game itself and during the halftime show i kept thinking this is going to be the moment jay-z comes out like that's right. that's who i thought was going to come out 
And even when they did the um, Umbrella, when she started Umbrella and you heard his voice in the background of the yeah. track, I was yeah. like, oh my God, here he comes. This right. is it. Right. And then they teased us and then it wasn't right. really him. And I saw him coming into the Super Bowl. So I was like, see, Jay-Z, put your money on him. He's going <laughs> to play. And then the only other time I thought someone else may come in was when she did. I didn't think for a second she was going to do Hotline um Was it Hotline Bling? Is that her song? Or no, um, not not uh, that's Drake. Uh, I'm thinking the other song he does with she does with Jake. Uh, what's that? What's that song? Um, she did she did it with Drake. What was the song? Oh my Work? goodness, work. Yeah, work. I thought she was. I thought Drake was gonna come out and start doing his thing. That was the only time I thought, but I wasn't surprised Drake didn't come out. Like I, I really wasn't surprised. The only one I was surprised about was Jay Z. But I think you're right. I think people's expectations are yeah, just I so high just, for it and this has kind of been the theme where like justin i don't think justin Tim, justin timberlake had anyone with him um i'm gonna look it up now i'm, I'm interested <laughs> that i can remember um i know maroon 5 was a hodgepodge of people but again i think that was I, that for all i know that was the turning point where the halftime people were like we can't keep doing this we can't have our headliner and then start throwing in random acts alongside of them so I, I was a that, big fan of that one. So I think there has been a more concerted effort to kind of, you know, chop down who was actually on the stage. Um, and then obviously last year it's in SoCal. They brought all they brought all those kind of SoCal rappers outside of Eminem, but he's a big Dre guy anyway. So um I wouldn't be shocked if this is just kind of the plan going forward. Hey, we're gonna get our big headliner and our it's just gonna be our big headliner. There's no reason, you know, there's no reason. I mean, it's Jay Z. Jay Z is Jay Z, but you got to think Jay Z could be his own headliner by himself, right? They, right. I don't think the and maybe for all I know, Rihanna's like, "Hey, I want Jay Z out there with me." For all I know, Jay Z is like, "Hey, I'll do it." Maybe the NFL is like, "No," because at some point we might have Jay Z headline, and we don't want to just toss Jay Z out there now. Um. So I don't. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what the exact plan is, but just based on the trend, it seems like the thing going forward is just the artist um so i think that's why it gets a little bit hate i think people were expecting the world on that one yeah i'm looking at justin timberlake justin timberlake uh he was by himself he just had uh, a marching band with him yeah okay and then maroon five was travis scott big boy in a marching band yeah and during his uh i love outcast as much as the next guy but big boy by himself wasn't doing it for me this is this is how good Lady Gaga was. No one with her. There you go. There, so Lady so, Yeah, so that would have been two years in a row. It would have been Lady Gaga, JT. Then they did the, the debacle with Maroon 5. Um, then it was uh, Shakira and J-Lo with Bad Bunny, J Balvin, and Emma Moon. Okay, so then that. that year they kind of did a freaking the, the starting five that year. Jeez. And then um, they did... Um, the weekend, then last year's, and then, yeah. Okay. And so, 50 yeah. Cent was the big, even last year, though, with, like, I think that's why they loved it, was, like, everyone, like, they had a bunch of different people there, like, you knew, and then 50 Cent made an appearance, just, like, just <laughs> I came like, out. Yeah, I think when they have a general theme to what they're doing, it, it works. Because if you go back and look at, like, Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy, that is not a theme. That is just three yeah. random acts put together um whereas 
50 Cent and Eminem have songs together. Snoop Dogg and Eminem have songs together. Snoop Dogg and Dre have songs together. Dre and Eminem have songs together. Everyone kind of worked together there. I understand. I was telling I was telling uh, Miss Football this that um, Kendrick Lamar was kind of the odd man out last year because right he's kind of like the you know what are the kids listening to these days? They kind of right. tossed him out there. But again, it kind of worked as a theme. It's Southern California. We're playing, you right. know, Dre, Snoop, all these guys. So it made sense. And then this year, you know, Rihanna just by herself. So who headlines next year? Couldn't tell you. But you got to think if it's a group, they're going to stick to a theme. Hey, right. blank, blank, and blank. All have songs together. They all fit the same format. Here they are. You want a, you want a hot take here? Please. The Coldplay on show should get as much hate as it does. Like I, I don't think it's as bad as it wasn't great. Like, I just, it wasn't I'm my not favorite. Huge, I'm not. I'm just not a fan of them. See, I like some. I like a lot of Coldplay's music, but I liked it because they brought out Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Like they had a little bit of everything. It was a little hodgepodgey, um, but like I, I actually was that after before she had done her uh, her own headlining. Beyonce? Yeah. It was after. So okay. in 2013, Beyonce did it. The mm. year after, Bruno Mars did it. Then there was Katy Perry, and then Coldplay did it with both oh. Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and Coldplay. Okay. So I, I actually didn't hate – I mean, they had a good – I'm looking at the lineup of songs there. I feel like Bruno Mars did a good one. Bruno Mars did that. Bruno Mars had a great one. He did have the Red Hot Chili Peppers in there, which was kind of like a random, like – yeah. I think they like announced that movie. though. I feel like they announced that. So then, at least going in, you know it's coming. I don't I think they like announced Maru- it. He was a special guest. They have him on. They have Red them on a special guest. Yeah, they have him on. Oh, a special maybe guest. okay. Um, I'm just trying to somehow justify what they did with Maroon Five, and it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's like I'll tell you, Katy Perry had Lenny Kravitz on, and I I still don't understand why he was on that halftime show. Okay. And uh, Missy Elliott. I don't know why those two were there. I do like Missy Elliott. I do. No, I'm. I'm gonna tell right. you. I no, like I, the I Katy see what you're Perry, saying. But I I, like it was. I don't. I'm now that I'm looking. The back, only pro- I mean, I like the Katy Perry one. I don't. I shouldn't say that. It was good. You know, the mechanical tiger slash lion was a crazy move. But Katy everyone, Perry. Rem- yeah. So everyone remembers that halftime show for the for Left Shark and just him fucking. Yeah, around that's and doing true. His own thing. So. Uh. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely more of a fan of where the halftime show has gone more recently than it, what what it was doing. Man, at this point, what like five years, years ago. ago? Yeah, I mean they they've Beyonce been... was ten years ago. Jeez, oh my god. Uh, Katy Perry will be would no. have been seven. Oh, yeah, that was ten. No, not oh, it is seven. You're right. Right, mm. seven. No, twenty third eight. Eight years ago, was it, that wasn't the twenty fourteen. Oh, that was twenty fifteen, wasn't it? Twenty fifteen was Katy yes, Perry. Bruno ago, Mars was twenty fourteen. Yeah, Katy Perry was eight years ago then. Yeah, I'm definitely Crazy. a fan of. I'm definitely more of a fan of the the format it is as it is now. Yeah, I I mean, like I said, I thought it was pretty good. I I I just I wouldn't give it the amount of hate that it's gotten. Also worth noting. Different sponsorship group for the halftime show. Yeah, no longer Apple the Pepsi app. Yeah, they got the right. I think so. that makes sense. Yeah, music. Um, Half, halftime show music. 
before we move off of this, um, I know I know where this is our last ride, but we could always, you know, who knows? Hot take right now, nothing in front of you. Who's the halftime show next year? Oh my god. You can either go with your heart, your brain, you can make an educated guess, or maybe just go with who you want it to be. Do you have someone maybe in mind? Both. No, I I'm only asking because I I think it's a I'm honestly trying to think of it myself. So I might even go with I'll give you two. Would give me a heart one and a head one. Okay. Uh let me think. Uh that's a tough question. Do you have a heart one at least? Um trying to think because it's like the um my heart one is Post Malone. I want Posty. Post Malone would be such a good halftime I show. Po- I think Post Malone would kill a halftime show. He did uh, the. He's going to do the uh, NBA All Star Game. Really? Halftime. Yeah. All right. In this Utah. Is, he lives in Utah. This is my guess for who I think it may be next year. All right. So this is an educated guess. This is an educated guess, and I think you know what? I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of her. Um. I think it makes sense because I think she's going to go on a tour next year or is on like coming out with new stuff. Taylor Swift. I don't hate that guess. Yeah. I, I think that's a, I love post Malone though. That would be pretty cool. I think Taylor Swift would do a pretty, I think she would do a great show too. By that's herself. a safe, that's a safe bet. I like that's that like one. my educated guess one. Um, for heart, man, I think I would love to see Post Malone do one. I kind of would like to see. I mean, let's look at. I mean, the last few been a like rap type music, so I don't think I don't see like them going. I don't see them doing the you know Rihanna, the big cast of characters last year, the weekend Shakira. Uh, I mean J Lo, Shakira, not really, but to then doing like a rock group. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see them doing that. Like, I don't see them making that switch. Um, but I, that would be kind of cool to see one of these old, uh, one of these I think old. Rolling groups. Stones did like '04 or something like that. They were a Patriot Super Bowl at one point. Yeah, let's um, see when they were. I'm surprised. I love like, the Stones. I'm surprised. Uh, I think Bruce Springsteen did one too back in the day. So Bruce but, yeah, did it, do one. It kind of comes down to like what the current music taste is so i get that i mean looking at it the last like rock group was 2010 the who did uh did oh, yeah. uh did it um and then yeah like it was a stretch like bruce springsteen did it in 09 tom petty did it in 2008 2007 was prince the rolling stones was in 06 paul mccartney was in 05 um to that yeah. i think that was they you went on that you could tell where the generational gap kind of fell off. Um, yeah. Then there was yeah, a couple I, year gap. I think they're going. I I definitely think they're going with more, <clears throat> more of like a recent recent artist type thing. So yeah, I think T Swift is a good pick. T Swift is a good pick. I yeah. think she was the favorite going into this year until they actually picked really? Rihanna. I really I vaguely remember someone saying she's like the leading, uh, favorite to get it. But uh, again. I could be wrong, but I, I think that's a really good pick. I'm gonna go with I, I like yours though. I like your I, if 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 they announced that Post Malone was doing the halftime show, I'd be so fired up for it. 
Yeah, I my, my heart is posty. Um, head. T T Swift makes a lot of sense. I could. I'll I if I if I if you hadn't picked Taylor Swift, I probably would have went with her. But because you have her, I'm gonna go Harry Styles. Harry Styles is a good one. I think they could. Yeah, I think Harry Styles is like. He, I think he just got a couple Grammys too. So yeah, if it's not Taylor Swift, I think they go Harry Styles. Dude, pivot off of that One Direction reunion for the halftime show. That would be show. crazy. That I think that would be a. I'm not a big One Direction guy, but uh, I think that would make a good halftime show. I think a lot of people would like it, and it connects with the younger. Uh, yeah, it's like you said, it's the audience that watches it. I think it connects with them. Yeah. Um. So I'll go Harry Styles or Posty. I'm. I think it's gonna be Taylor Swift. I really have a feeling. That, I. I now I, that you said, as soon as you said it, I'm like, damn, that makes all the sense in the world. I feel like she's. Uh, if they with stick the with album. the solo, yeah, then she has a big tour coming up. Yeah. I'm no, honestly no. shocked she didn't do it this year. To be honest with you, like now that the more I think of it, I think she, if I I think if Rihanna had said no, it might have been her. I think the the big draw with Rihanna was that she hadn't performed anything in four years. So right. I think that was a big get for them. They're like, holy shit, she's coming out of, quote unquote, she's coming out of retirement for this. So yeah, um, I think if Rihanna had dropped out, I think Taylor Swift would have been probably the front runner to get it. I totally agree. I, I And I hope Taylor gets it. I think she'd put on a good show next year. Um, Real quick, looking at the prop bets uh, that we made, uh, I pretty bad. Um. I, I, it was an awful prop bet for me this year. Uh, what was the Gatorade color? Purple. It was purple? Oh, yeah. man. It was like plus 900 odds. Did you see one of the Chiefs said we've been using like green all season long, and then uh, one of the books had to – one of the books actively changed the odds because they said it was liability? Really? I thought – I saw that. Like one of the Chiefs during media week – it was like, yeah, we've been using yellow all season long. Like that's just our Gatorade color, and everyone's in one of the books was like, we can't give you guys plus three fifty on this anymore. That's so. crazy. I didn't ruin it. I honestly would have never guessed purple. I would have never guessed purple either. I looked at, I did look into it. The last three two years have been uh, blue. Oh, so, right. and blue, I don't think was even an option. So, I purple's next closest. So. Doesn't surprise me. What was the coin toss? Tails. There we go. Bang. Hit, hit on Never that. Never fails. Never fails. Um, I had that. I had that. Casey. I, we both had Philly would receive, uh, just different different ways. Um, Jalen Hurts. I had Pat Mahomes as the MVP, obviously. Um, National anthem. I had, thought it was gonna go under. And he hit the over, man. Yeah, it depends on which one you have because there was some – I mean, we used two minutes, right? That was our thing. Yeah. Uh, so it did hit the over, but a lot of sports books I found out had it at 205. Oh, no. Depending on what, you, depending on what sports book you used, I heard 207, 205. Dude, so if I, if, even if I had 205, I still would have hit the under. There was no way he was going over 205. No, he didn't. He, I know, I think but he, at the, he, going in, like if, if yeah. I had seen, 
I was going off of two minutes. I thought it was going to go under two minutes. But if I had another five-second buffer, oh, I'm riding that under. Yeah, he he scraped in over two minutes. So uh, 205, 207, definitely. Uh, if you took the under, feel good. I did take the over with two minutes. Uh, if I had took it anywhere else, that would have been bad. Um, what was it? A pa- was it pass the first play? I can't remember. I didn't for see that the one. first play. I forget the first play. Uh, Eagles did score first. Uh, we thought both thought it would be a field goal for the first score. Uh, Chiefs longest touchdown. I don't remember. I don't know, that what... Brown one was pretty long. The Brown one was like a big touchdown. I don't know if they, I think they might have had it. Um, there was a two point, but conversion. the Kel- there was a two point conversion. The Kelsey one was pretty a nice touchdown, but I don't think it was as far as Brown. No. Um, long field goal. They did have a. I don't remember what the field goal yardage we used was, but there was a pretty decently long field goal. Um, both QBs over 300. No, only one. Yeah. And if you ask under on interceptions, though, that was a clean game, clean game, no interceptions. In fact, um, I don't believe, right. There was no picks. No, no. Um, over five TDs between both teams. That was a pretty safe over. Uh, what's, what's SO shown? Significant others. Oh, they did. They did show. I don't think they showed many significant others. I saw no. Brittany uh, Mahomes in a bunch. Um, I, if you count, I mean, significant others. I guess family. I, if you said family, they showed the Kelsey mom like about a million times. Um, goal line TDs. They did have a couple goal line TDs for the Eagles. Um. Eagles most sacks that they didn't get one. So uh, <laughs> I hope you hit the under on that one. So uh, I mean, tough, tough prop bets, tough prop tough, bets for us. Um, I forget. We didn't write down all the uh, Super Bowl halftime show ones, but I know I didn't hit any. I don't think we either of us hit any of the halftime show ones. That's okay. um, but overall, great game. Uh, disappointing how it ended, uh, but can't be disappointed with the, uh, with the overall uh, overall ending of that game, or overall experience of that game. Great Super solid, Bowl. Solid Super Bowl all around. Um, but with that said, let's get into our final segment of the night, the People's Topic. It's the People's Topic, baby! People's Topic. People's topic, you can write on our Instagram and Twitter page at Big Red Zone. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Up first, we have, let's go to uh, here. Mrs. Big Red said, All right. Uh, she got her, she got, what, what her thing was, she got her new ID in the mail. That's what she nice. wanted to tell me. Nice. She got her mass nice. ID. So uh, good for you. Um, Darren writes, Best Brady moments, a memory lane ride. Um, Brady moments, man. Breaking the record with Randy. Um, I mean, beside the obvious ones with the Falcon Super Bowl and the Seahawks Super Bowl, I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, the Super. I'm trying to go more just kind of off the beaten path because you could go the Super Bowl ones every time. Um, that Saints comeback was pretty cool hitting Tompkins, Kendrick Tompkins, yeah, yeah, um. I was just about to mention the uh, the first down run he had against the Chiefs for that Nikhil oh, Harry, yeah. the, the Harry screwed game. So, <laughs> you know, 
takes off for one of the longest runs of his goddamn career, gets up and he's just fucking fired up. Bill's doing the yeah. first down point. I was like, I was out of my fucking yeah. seat. <laughs> I was like, Brady's animated. Bill's actually animated. We might actually win this thing. Um, and we should have, but uh I think I think yet I'll mention him coming back with the Bucks because that was that was a good game. That I was, was a good surreal. Moment. I was as surreal as it was. It was good to see him get cheered and you know acknowledge the fans and you know just come back for that last game. So, um, for favorite moments, I'll go with you know, obviously breaking the re- that whole 07 team was just one huge highlight yeah. for me. Um, but again, you can mix in like that Saints game. You can mix in that Chiefs game. Um. Obviously, the all homecoming, the Super Bowls, the homecoming. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like he, he gave us twenty years of yeah highlights, so it's hard. It's hard to pick one or a couple, but um, yeah, for me, just standing out, like just that whole O seven squad, and um, you know, obviously, you know, the Deflate Gate revenge game, revenge season, oh, yeah. and all that, all that. So. We're um, taking the sucker home. That was a right, fun. Right, uh, exactly. That was yeah, a great one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, lots of great memories in 20 years. So that's those are some. Those are a lot of my highlights. Um, Ed said Durant to the Suns. We didn't really get a chance to talk about it today because it was all um, Super Bowl topics. But Durant to the Suns. What what were your thoughts? We talked about this last week. It's odds are that he was probably going to get traded. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Durant to the Suns? I, I was shocked to wake up to that. Um, I, I didn't think he was even going to get moved. Um, good on the Suns. The West is now an absolute pit. Uh, it is not going to be as easy as people think it's going to be. The Warriors are in there. The uh, Mavs are better. The Suns are in there. You know, the Nuggets are number one in that conference. The Sacramento Kings are somehow with a third seed. So They're playing well. It's an absolute shark tank out in the West, so uh, it'll be interesting to see who comes out of the West to face the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. Who's going to lose to the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals? <laughs> who's going to have the opportunity to lose to the Celtics? There we go. But yeah, I'm surprised that they got this uh, deal done. Um, good on the Suns for you know making the move. Uh, I saw a lot of people out there saying like this is uh, a super team, which. I can see how you can argue it that it's a super team because you have those big stars. I don't know. This may be very cocky of me to say. Would you can? I don't know if I consider this a super team. Would you consider the Suns a super team? Uh, let me check one thing before I answer that. The reason I say that is because like Kevin Durant's still one of the best players in the league. I get that, uh, but CP3 is. The reason they're bringing in Kevin Durant is because Chris Paul can't do any like can't do it anymore. Like he's a good role player at this point. Like he's a good starting point guard, but he's not Chris Paul. I think you vast. I think people vastly overrate De- uh, Booker. Like I don't think he's as good as I think he's great, but I don't think he's like the superstar player. And they want to trade DeAndre Ayton anyway. So like, why are we thinking DeAndre? I think DeAndre Ayton's a great player, but. I think it's just a great team. I don't think it's a super team because once you get past the starting lineup, their bench is terrible before the buyout. I mean, that could change. Like, they could add a bunch of studs at the buyout market, but they don't really have – I mean, if you're going into – if you want to say Chris Paul uh, washed – not a wash, but a significantly older Chris Paul 
a you know dinged up Kevin Durant, who's an older dinged up Kevin Durant, an overrated Booker, and a guy that you want to get rid of is a super team. Then I don't I don't know what to, I'd say the Warriors are more than a super team than the Suns. Yeah, so my big thing is I, I wanted to see where the Suns are in the West. Uh, right now, they're fifth, but they're tied for fourth. Um, two games separate them from the three seed, but two games also separate them from the nine seed. So, again, as I mentioned before, the West is an absolute shark tank. Denver has, an, has the MVP. Memphis has John Morant. Sacramento is just overachieving. I'm kind of worried about them now. Dallas adds Kyrie. I know we're not big Kyrie fans, but again, he's a good basketball player. He's good for the first year the team gets him. So he'll be right. good for this the Clipper, year. The Clippers still have Kawhi and Paul George. New Orleans just lost Zion again, so that might change things. Yeah. Minnesota is Minnesota. Golden State is always a dark horse. Um, and OKC is always a dangerous team. And then you have Utah, who you have Utah and Portland both a half game out of the 10 seed. So the fact that Utah and Portland are, you know, okay teams and they are completely out of it is crazy. It's a super team in the sense of, yes, you have three stars on your team, but this is not 2007 Chris Paul. Yeah. This is 2023 Chris Paul. With Devin Booker, who I do think is a superstar in the league, but I don't think he's really taken that next step. I don't think I would, me personally, I guess it's coming to the bias, but I don't think, I don't think Devin Booker touches Jason Tatum right now. I don't. I I completely agree. I don't think he touches him. So you have an aged Chris Paul, you have a Devin Booker who, again, is good, but I don't think he's part of that upper echelon of top tier talent. And now you have Kevin Durant, who is very much one of those top-tier talents. Right. But we don't know what he has in terms of working with these two players. We just saw him fail having Kyrie and James Harden. We saw him fail having Kyrie and Ben Simmons. We saw him fail with just Kyrie. So we've seen him fail with Russell Russell Westbrook and James Harden. So yep. we've seen Kevin Durant with a bunch of different moving pieces. Now, again, he was very successful with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Yeah, I mean, that's different, I think. It's hard to mess that up. Yeah. But we don't know what we're going to get out of this team. And to say that the Phoenix Suns are underperforming as of this moment is not too far-fetched to say because that's a team that went to the NBA Finals and was two games away from winning it. And they still lost. So now you're adding Kevin Durant to a team that is almost getting passed by by the rest of the West. Now, Kevin Durant could completely flip that on its head and make them a completely different team. But having never having not seen all the pieces together yet, I can't t- I can't speak to that. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll say it's a super team in the sense of the word. But until I see all three of these guys on the floor and see how they work together. I'm not ready to say it yet. I don't know if I'm if I'm a Western Conference team. I don't know if I'm scared of the Suns yet. Yeah, I I, I totally probably agree. don't. I would probably like to see another team in a seven game series. But I mean, if if I'm the Nuggets, I can't I can't think they're sitting there like, oh shit, Kevin Durant's here now. Damn. Well, there goes our chances. I will say I don't want to talk too much about the trade deadline because I don't think we have too much pivot too much. We can talk about. I'll talk about this next week. 
I thought it was one of the best trade deadlines in NBA history. Like oh, it was a very a doubt, without a doubt. It was exciting, big moves, big players. I mean, when you trade Kyrie, Kevin Durant in the same trade deadline, that's like unheard of. Usually trade deadlines are like mid to low to maybe like scraping like starter players being traded. It's never this active. And I think a lot of teams got better. I think the Celtics for the little move they made, I think they improved their depth. I think the Lakers got a lot better. You know, obviously the Mavs got better. I like that. I like the Lakers move getting uh, D'Angelo Russell. I like him as a player. And I actually love what the Nets did. As much now that Kyrie and Kevin Durant are gone, I can kind of like like them a little bit more. I love the pieces they brought in. I thought it was something to keep them at least competitive, but also they got a bunch of picks. I, I liked what I loved yeah. this trade deadline. It was one gotta, of the most entertaining. The Nets the Nets uh did do a good job in reloading. Um it's gonna be a long time before they completely retool right. this team, but at least at the very at the very least they they recognize it's not working. Let's ship these guys out while they still have value and they got that value back. This one comes from Paige. Okay. Let me just check if Joseph underscore Sealy. I don't know if I put it up late, so I I'll, I'll understand if Joseph underscore Sealy didn't write in. Uh, I haven't got anything. So this may be the last one unless Joseph underscore Celia gets one at the buzzer. Um, she's got a couple here. Paige, she's being greedy. Uh, what was your favorite Super Bowl? What was your fave Super Bowl? Uh, 28 to 3. I think I think we hit yeah. it a couple times, but it has to be 28 to 3. The Malcolm Butler one is close second, but yeah, I got to go 28 to 3. Yeah, if if you asked me before 2018, I'd say the Malcolm Butler <laughs> Super Bowl. But... Yep, yep. I think uh, that that Super Bowl in general was just uh, it was just an unbelievable game. I, we'll never feel that again. Never, never. Uh, oh, she writes, "OMG, I'm gonna start over. Don't read that." Whoops. Well, too late, Paige. We already talked about. What was your favorite Super Bowl sup? So you wrote, "What's your favorite sup bowl commercial?" So well, she means this year. I'm assuming this year. We kind of talked about that. Uh, yeah, what's um... your, if you had to pick one, what was your favorite? I'm gonna go babies. The babies were classic. I, I laughed very hard during that one. Uh I'll go with Ben Affleck for Duncan then. Yeah, that was I a good it. one. I just that was probably his second favorite it, one. Yeah, call call me <laughs> call me uh, absolute Neanderthal for Boston humor, but I <laughs> like they had his brother do the SNL thing a couple years ago. Yeah. It just fits. It works. It just works. I think it was, and he had the perfect look for someone from Boston. That that well, was just the, a classic. I thought. I think the funniest thing for me is that, like, at one point, I got. I'm I'm assuming it was all like actual people just trying to get Duncan, you know, get their Duncan orders. Yeah. But, or they could have been actors for all I know. Who knows? But one guy pulls up, and Ben Affleck's like, "Do you recognize me?" He's like, "No." And that's just <laughs> nah, perfect. Just give me your coffee. That's and that's perfect because <laughs> any any asshole from medford could be working at your dunkin donuts that could <laughs> vaguely look like ben affleck so it just works it works i feel like any from any other the united states i think that commercial doesn't hit as hard the thing is that you can't stick chris evans is a boston guy you can't stick chris evans in that everyone no you're gonna know who chris evans is same for john krasinski same for um uh, Steve Carell, he's another mass yeah. guy. Like, oh, but Ben Affleck is just so Boston to his core. Yeah, it's so I can't imagine for a guy who you know maybe you don't see all of his movies, you just pull up, you just want your coffee, 
And this guy who is very Boston looking, he's just like, you recognize yeah. me? He's like, no, dude, just give me my shit. Like, I want to get out of here. I got to go to work. The only other guy that I think would have done, Ben Affleck nailed it. But if there was one, if you were going to do like a series of those commercials, I'd love to see Bill Burr in that, in that Bill same. Burr, one million been, percent. He would one, be hilarious. You'd, get, you'd probably get even more guys like, because it's Bill Burr. Like he's a comedian. He's very fringe. Yeah. So it, he could have asked ten thousand people, "Do you recognize me?" And they're like, "Who the fuck are you, dude?" And he would have, he would have, he did like an SNL thing a couple years ago where uh, for Sam Adams, like it was a fake yes. Sam Adams yeah. commercial, yeah. Yeah. and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And it was, but he talks like he's from because he's from Boston, like he's from the area. He's from, a, he's from, as he says, a suburb of Boston. I think he's. uh but it would have been so it, that that commercial was definitely it's definitely the babies is like one of those things that like no matter what I'll laugh at. But that that Dunkin Donuts commercial hit that like was the was a perfect commercial for Boston. Right. If you're listening, Dunkin Donuts, get Bill Burr for your next one. <laughs> an idea, million dollar idea. Um, I did it late. So we'll have to give Joseph underscore CLE two next week. Uh, but. Thanks for uh, writing in to all our people's topics. Remember, you can write in on our Instagram and Twitter page at Big Red Zone. Uh, always leave us a comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Also, follow us on TikTok at Big Red Zone. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the like button in this video as well as all our other videos. Hit that notification bell so you know when all our videos drop. And like we always say, please, please, please tell a friend. My thanks to Danny Football, as always, for joining this Super Bowl. uh, Pleasure, as always. Another Super Bowl in the books. The final one. The final final Super Bowl is in the books. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great week, everyone. Peace.